This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Harry Coker, an alumnus of the NSA and CIA, is nominated to serve as National Cyber Director. In less than a fortnight, the Air Force reinstates its aviation retention bonuses. And a federal contractor is guilty of a $7 million methodology mistake. Oops. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, July 26, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Your agency's customer satisfaction scores might not have been as accurate as you thought. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains why. Remember those scores your agency received under the American Customer Satisfaction Index over the past decade or more? Well, it turns out the company collecting the data and applying this methodology may not have been following this trusted approach. The Justice Department says 4C Results has agreed to pay $7 million to settle allegations under the False Claims Act that it substituted a different methodology to measure the public satisfaction with certain government websites. The whistleblower allegations stem from a 2011 contract to 4C from the Federal Consulting Group, which is part of the Interior Department. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The White House lines up a new top cyber leader. President Joe Biden yesterday nominated Harry Coker to serve as National Cyber Director. Coker is a Navy veteran who's also served in high-ranking positions at the National Security Agency and CIA. He's currently a senior fellow at Auburn's McCrary Institute for Cyber and Critical Infrastructure Security. If confirmed, Coker would fill a position that's been vacant on a permanent basis for months since Chris Inglis, the first-ever National Cyber Director, stepped down in February. Contractors are flooding the General Services Administration with questions about the Oasis Plus contract vehicle. GSA, which released all six Oasis Plus solicitations in mid-June, says it's received more than 4,500 questions as of July 14th. The agency plans to release responses to the questions in batches over the next few weeks through both the SAM.gov portal and the Oasis Plus Interact site. Proposals for the multiple award professional services contract are due by September 13th. There's lower diversity in the upper ranks of the federal workforce. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has the details. Less than a quarter of feds in the senior executive service identify as people of color, and just about 38% of SESers are women. SES demographics have improved in the last 25 years, but the Partnership for Public Service says it's still lagging behind the federal workforce overall. Offering more remote jobs and focusing on bringing in younger candidates, according to the partnership, may help with SES diversity in the long run. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Veterans Health Administration is in the midst of a record hiring year. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. VHA has hired more than 43,000 new employees in fiscal 2023, and it's on track to surpass its target of 52,000 new hires by September 30th. That's after the PACT Act gave Veterans Affairs new recruitment authorities to help keep pace with a growing demand for veteran care. VHA's workforce has grown by 4.9 percent this year, fueled by both record hiring and improved retention. And VHA leaders told reporters this week that they're considering their staffing goals for fiscal 2024. They will likely feature a targeted focus on nursing assistants and other critical occupations where VHA is still coming up short. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. 
The Government Accountability Office is making three recommendations to the Department of Labor to help overcome IT modernization challenges for its unemployment insurance program. Labor is helping state agencies modernize their UI systems after weaknesses emerged during the pandemic. Auditors say labor must address pilot design weaknesses, establish standards for states' UI IT performance, and then measure such performance. GAO says until the department addresses these ongoing challenges, it'll be limited in its ability to monitor whether states' UI systems are performing efficiently and effectively. The Department of Labor agreed with one recommendation and partially agreed with two. Just about two weeks after it announced programs would be paused, the Air Force reinstated its aviation retention bonuses, along with funding, for permanent changes of station. On July 11th, the service said it would take no new applications for the aviation bonus program and that some service members' moves would be delayed. Along with retention bonuses, the Air Force will reinstate paused assignment incentive pay and foreign language proficiency pay agreements. For the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic, the Defense Department will survey reserve component spouses about quality of life issues. Reserve spouses will be asked about concerns involving the impact of the pandemic, spouse employment, activations, deployments, and food security. The Office of People Analytics emailed and snail-mailed the survey to randomly selected participants. The survey is conducted about every two years. To boost participation, DOD says it made the survey shorter, as it now should take about 15 minutes to complete. Workers at Yellowstone National Park have elected to join the National Federation of Federal Employees, or NFFE, staff members within the Department of Interior's National Park Service, such as park rangers, educators, researchers, firefighters, and first responders, are now unionized after 80% of the members voted earlier this summer in favor of joining NFFE. Other recent additions to NFFE over the last few years have been service employees at Bridger Teton National Forest, the Bighorn National Forest, and the Beaverhead Deer Lodge National Forest. Michigan Senator Gary Peters is questioning the Census Bureau's processes for estimating populations. In a letter to the Bureau, the chairman of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee urged Census Bureau Director Robert Santos to quickly make changes to address undercounting. While the Bureau had made slight improvements to the Population Estimates program, few changes were made to its Challenge program and its vintage 2022 Population Estimates. The 2023 Omnibus Appropriations Bill also called for the Census Bureau to consider different methodologies to improve the accuracy of its Population Estimate. Peters is asking the Census for responses to nine questions by August 25th on how it's expediting its research and making program changes this year to help communities recover. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, July 26, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.